I have created a freebie for you. 41 ways to teach your child entrepreneurial skills in your homeschool to help you take your homeschool to the next level. Link in the show notes. I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics. With purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. And today's guest is Melody Gonzalez. She is the program coordinator of Calpachay. The idea behind Calpachay took root when its founder and director, Miriam Epstein, observed the ease with which her group of preschool-age children, students, were learning Spanish in an immersion setting. Waldorf training emphasized the importance of an art-based approach to primary language education, as well as the idea that children learn best through play and context-rich settings. And seeing this process unfold, the second language made it clear to her the current model of second language education was in need of an overhaul. Her initial plan to contribute to this need was to start a Spanish immersion summer camp where an ideal synthesis of play and language learning could be realized. Calpache has, from its inception, been nothing short of a labor of love. Her goal in starting this company was to provide children with enriching Spanish education experiences and honor their enthusiasm for life and learning. In this episode, we talk about how many U.S. presidents were homeschooled. Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, many were scientists that were homeschooled as well, like Thomas Edison and Alexander Graham Bell. Also, how their program provides versatility to adapt to every type of classroom and every level of student. Lastly, how the children can learn Spanish, not in a traditional method, but in a very fun, engaging, and enjoyable program. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, and a pen and paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Melody has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Melody, say hello to our guests and tell us, what is a misconception you feel most have about homeschooling? Well, thank you so much for having me, Beth, today. Welcome. Hola, hola. <laughs> well, I think one of the ones that I can come up with, the most that come up with the parents will be as kids getting bored or it's only for religious families only. Kids don't socialize that much or if they do, it's a little bit awkward. It's not an official or legal form of education. It's extremely expensive and homeschooling kids don't go to college. Many U.S. presidents were homeschooled. I mean, some of them that I can mention is Abraham Lincoln, 
George Washington, etc., made in scientists and homeschooled like Tom Edison and Alexander Graham Bell. You don't have to be an expert on everything. Parents don't have to be an expert in everything while they're, they're teaching homeschooling. I agree. They don't. I'm not even an expert in everything and I still teach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So Melody, tell me about Palpachai. I mean, it's such a cool name. First, tell us what does the name mean? Where did it come from? How did you guys think of it? And what is Kalpachai? Well, Kalpachai is a Spanish immersion program. We are 100% Spanish that we teach either online or in person in Los Angeles. And Kalpachai comes from the Quechua language. It's originated from the mountains of South America. And really, Kalpachai is a program that wants to expand the Spanish language to all the United States, not only Los Angeles, uh, but, but it was started there. And it's just a way to bring families connected more together because, as you can see, there's more and more families that join the United States and they want to have that little bit of culture from their where they come from. So I have many teachers from different parts of the world that speak Spanish and they want to teach the kids here in the United States the beautiful language of Spanish, Espanol. Espanol, yeah. And th does Calpachai have like a meaning? Um, not really. Yeah, it, it's it's just part of the origins of like Spanish culture down in South America. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And one thing I think a lot of people don't realize is the amount of Spanish speaking countries that there are out there. There's 21. And then there's a couple of others that people don't realize that it's not fully Spanish. It has Spanish words in it, like Philippines, like they have Spanish words in their language. They're not a Spanish language at like Tagalog, but there's like words here and there that I'm always like, oh, that's a Spanish word. That's not a Spanish word. That's a Spanish word. That's not a Spanish word. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that one. And then the Sephardic Jews who have, they speak Yiddish and they have some Spanish words in there. So it's really interesting the amount. And then there's another equatorial New Guinea in Africa. That's a Spanish speaking mm -hmm. country. So there's so many Spanish speaking countries and it's awesome. They, they do want to come to the United States because of the opportunities that are available here for anybody really in any country. So I think that's awesome. So how many teachers and from what countries do you have teachers from teaching at Kalpachai? Oh my goodness. If I count how many countries, I don't think I will mention the 21 <laughs> countries that speak Spanish, but I will be pretty close to that. I want to say around 12 wow. uh, different countries that speak Spanish. Myself, I'm Puerto Rican. They speak Spanish there. So it's great. You're Spanish and Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, too, Rican yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes in the house and it's proud it's proud to meet other people from your same culture or around but it's different the, the thing that Spanish and a lot of people don't know and it's good that you br brought it up about how many languages speak a little bit here and there even Spanish varies and many people don't know that and they say what do you mean it varies I'm like well a word can be completely different an example that I can give you, it can be like a straw. A straw in Puerto Rico, you say it sorbeto. In other places, you see it sor sorbete. Well, many others. And we've done also like some video clips on TikTok about it. How do you say it in your country? So it's fun. It's fun to share about that. 
That's so true because there were words in Puerto Rico. I grew up learning, like for me, banana was guineo, right? So I learned guineo most of my life. And then when I came to the States and I meet other people who are Hispanic, they mean la banana or el platano. And I'm like, what? Platano, platano is the thing that we chop up and we fry. They're like, no, it's una banana. I'm like, no, it's what we fry. You know, it's like all these different things. And same thing with naranja. In Puerto Rico, we call them china sometimes. You know, it's, it's just like la china. And that's how I grew up. And a lot of words are different. And I really appreciate that difference. We all have a similarity, but we have that difference. I really feel it needs to be understood, right? Like there is Castellano, where it's a blanket language of Spanish, where Everyone, everyone in the Spanish speaking countries will understand Castellano. But the chances are of me understanding Chilean Spanish. Whoa, I've heard people speak Chilean Spanish. And I was like, I don't even think it's a language. I don't I don't know, but it's definitely different. It barely even sounds like Spanish, but they are of a Hispanic heritage. And I think another thing people don't realize it's that the the Native Americans from each country island has mixed with the Spaniards or the Spanish, and they blended these languages, they blended culture, they have blended, you know, traditions, they blended so many things that makes this whole other beautiful culture that pops out of it. And I guess that's for me is when I was teaching Spanish, I always meant to make it very clear that just because I speak Spanish, no, I'm not Mexican. Sorry. Like, yes. I am a different Thank kind you. of a Spanish. But, you know, it's like, Everyone seems to be one one nationality for people. And to have that misunderstanding is to miss out on literally one third of the world. Correct. Yes. Yes. It is important also that when we hire new teachers into our program, we let them know, you know, when we share the curriculum with you and you might, you know, review it before, some words might change or vary depending on where you're from. But it's also important to know that we have to keep it neutral for the students because imagine if they had five different teachers that say one single word differently, the child will be confused, but how do you say it? So we kind of keep it neutral with the Real Academia Española, you know, just one word for, for everything, but it can be, you know, described differently just depending on where you're from. And, and it's okay to understand that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because we used to speak Castellano too. So Castellano is always the language that you teach, but you can enrich it like, Hey, you know what? In another country, this exact same word can be said like this, this, and this. And that is really where like that wow factor comes in for kids. And you know, the Spanish language, another thing that I love about it is it's just not a language. When you begin to speak Spanish, whether it's Puerto Rican Spanish, Dominican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, Spanish from Spain, Mexican Spanish. I mean, you name it, Ecuador, you know, Peru, Colombia, you actually are tapping into their personal traditional culture. Like you are in their mind because their vocabulary, their language represents the people they are. And that was another thing that I love about teaching the language because you can have five different ways of representing Dia de los Muertos or 
whatever holiday you're like even um christmas time in mm -hmm. spain they do it one way in puerto rico we celebrate the three kings right dia de los magos yeah. so we have our shoe box with the hay you know the grass underneath our bed and in españa they have actual shoe with the hay in it on their windowsill and you know every culture has like this different rendition and first of all, i love being puerto rican i love being spanish from spain as well for me it's a very rich life and i love that you're sharing it with so many other people and you've invited other teachers from around the world to really just enrich and bring such variety and color into you know these kids world because even after they learn spanish italian becomes easier then all these yeah. other languages become easier this is pretty big like what inspired you to start all this well, the person that started this program, Kalpachai, uh, 11 years ago was Miriam Epstein, our director. I am the educational specialist and I've been here working for two years and a half. What really made her wanting this dream of sharing culture and language with Americans is Los Angeles has a big, big variety of culture but different cultures. But there is uh, many Mexicans, many Colombians, Venezuelans people that speak Spanish. And the reality is that many people that come to the United States, they don't know English or they know really little or they want their kids to learn Spanish, uh, right? If they're learning English at school. And she came up with this idea, why don't we just start a program just 100% Spanish, but inviting anybody that wants to learn, you know, and diving into the culture. It's not only repeat after me these words, hola, adios, buenos dias, it's actually like learning cultures. Okay, today we're going to travel to Guatemala. We're going to learn different animals that live there, what words they say over there, inviting them to different places, museum, etc., so it's not only language, it's culture. And that is enriching for many people because they want someone that actually knows Spanish, not because they learned it in college, not because they learned it at school. They want a native speaker. And that is one of our keys, bringing people that actually know the culture, actually know the language to share it with other people and, and inviting them. We have families, parent groups, Adults that want to learn, children from starting from three years old, you know, and we keep spreading the love. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you can't separate the culture from the language as much as you try. And people do they just, you know, they try to separate it and and you find that it becomes this very rote, like you said, repeat after me, do this. Yes. And then you lose the whole entire essence of learning Spanish because it does, it includes all the things. It's everything. <laughs> that's awesome so are you guys just located in los angeles right now or are you guys beginning to get some footprints in other states or or and are you just in person or are you now online we are both we are nice. in person in the area of los angeles we have many um places and after schools open where we have our train teachers that go to those schools and have uh, those classes after school program. We have in-person, depending, you call, you let us know the location. And because we have many teachers around Los Angeles, we can always inform the parents, you know, where we're located or a pod close by from you. But we are online. We are open year round. 
We are actually uh, now launched our winter camp season where the kids will be learning about Encanto and Colombia. So we're going to be learning about Colombia this time. And and it's great because yesterday when I shared it with a teacher, you know, curriculum's almost done and we can't get wait to launch it and, you know, just prepare everything. It's Colombia. She was so excited. Wow. If you need any help, anything, just let me know. We actually do a share about your country, what they do on the holidays, because our teachers, you know, depending on where they're from, they share the holidays differently. So last year when I shared, you know, Puerto Ricans, we kind of have like a twice holiday for Christmas. How is that? Well, we have like our traditional, you know, Christmas time, but we also have, like you mentioned, Dia de los Reyes. So that's, that's kind of cool to share because not everyone has a twice Christmas. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I used to look forward to January 6th all the time. Yes. <laughs> In fact, January 6th is my half birthday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't celebrate it twice. Yeah, no, I, I loved living in Puerto Rico too. At least live in Umacao, little town right off the beach in Puerto Rico. I haven't been there in a while. And it's, I know that the island right now is ugh, in such turmoil because of all the Maria and every single storm that's hit it. Oh gosh. Yeah, you know, my family out there is they're they're making do. So <laughs> thankfully, they're all okay. And they're still, you know, safe and everything. But yeah, as we move on. So your program foreign language, we have a lot of kids nowadays with, you know, learning challenges and twice exceptional and all these different things. How does your program how does Kalpachai help and work through those things? When it comes to like sharing, you mean with the parents? So with teaching the kids, right? So when we teach kids, a lot of kids have like learning challenges or yes. they have these, all these new ones like dyslexia, twice exceptional, you know, dysgraphia and all these different things. Is there something that you guys do to, you know, assist students in this way or? Yeah, of course. We have special ed teachers as well, um, also trained to work with us. So basically how it works when parents register into our program, they do need to fill out a form about their child to know where they're in and with the language, their age and their level as well. Um, If they have any special condition, it's also important for us to know. Once we receive that information into our system, we always reach out to those special ed teachers to let them know we have this student, but it's combined with others. And it really does work out because a child with these special conditions doesn't want to be separated from his his or her friends. But we make it work in a way that we give special activities to work out with that student because the teacher recognizes where that child needs a little bit more work or needs to be challenged in certain ways, but still keeping everyone with the same thematic curriculum and activities as well. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. So I guess the next logical question is like, where can parents connect with Kalpachai? Yes. So Kalpachai, you can reach us at kalpachai.com. You can also Google us and you can see our reviews as well. And if you want to call, you can call at 818-392-4826. My extension is number one. And I mostly get all the calls and I educate parents about the program, what they're looking for, what can we offer them. And the great thing that is that We also have private classes that we can tailor to you, whatever works for you and your family as well. And you guys offer free view of the curriculum content too, right? So parents can like make a decision, things like that. 
Correct. Yes, we do have uh, some samples as well that you awesome. can uh, check us out and see how our content is. It's it's really beautiful. That's usually what we get. Wow, your curriculum is so beautiful because it's not boring. It's not black and white. You know, we have interactive activities. We have our special mascot that is Loreto. It's a beautiful <laughs> uh, parrot, uh, Loro. And he's everywhere in our curriculum. So it's beautiful to bring, you know, culture, animals, sounds, activities, and games. So it's pretty neat. Oh, man, it sounds awesome. Man, I wish I had a teacher of Spanish that did that when I was in school. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah, I had Miss Pacheco. And she <laughs> was after me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> anyways oh man melody it's been awesome hanging with you this this morning is there one big takeaway you want to leave with parents as we wrap up our conversation here today yes of course what i would say to parents that they want to challenge the families their children or themselves really do your research but feel free to explore new options for your family I know that it's not for everyone, you know, many parents fear in, will my child succeed? Will my child learn super fast? How long does it take? I would say, let it flow because it'll eventually be part of a great journey for you. We have so many parents that are so grateful for our teachers, our program, because they do have the chance to see if it does, is a good fit for you or not. We have literally like a 98% that stay in our program, which is a lot. And once they try it out, we do offer one free trial class. If you want to try it out for the first time to see if your child likes it or not. So I would say don't feel scared or feel free to reach out, ask any questions, because for us, no question is dumb. Every question is valid. And we're here to help and educate parents. So go parent. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Melody. It's been awesome having a conversation with you today. And yeah, and just sharing all things Kapachai. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.